Hi, welcome to the Drama Free Living Podcast. It's Dennis Lisa McEntee. At least it's been fun the last couple of weeks. We've walked through four different intelligence out of eight, and we've gotten a lot of great feedback just from different people on how helpful it's been to really understand what makes me tick and then and what ticks me off? Why do I get ticked off, right? And so we want to continue to cover it. And listen, um, if you haven't listened to the other two podcasts, go back and listen to them. We cover really in the for these four weeks. We really want to cover the eight intelligences and twenty four capabilities. We want to get that right? Yeah, and these eight intelligences they increase your joy. And yep. they increase your effectiveness in working together on the journey with a group of people together for a common goal. Whether this is your organization and the company you work for and the teams that you work on, or it's the nonprofit that you're part of, it's the board that you are on that you help run uh, something, or you're a family. It could be the sports teams that your kids are involved in. And Lisa, I think what's powerful about it is that really how how others perceive you is many times much more powerful about what you believe about yourself because you have this distorted distorted view of reality. Mm-hmm. And you think it's a certain way, but when you go out and you, you get an instrument that kind of shines light back on your behavior, where you're at in these 24 capabilities, it really gives you the truth. And we tell people all the time, all progress starts when you tell the truth. And so when you get the truth out there and you just tell the truth about it, then you can start to make progress. Because you don't know what you don't know. And this gives you the opportunity to identify areas for growth or identify areas that you are being perceived in because what, like what you said, how others perceive you really is more impactful in achieving results than what you believe about yourself. And, you know, reality is always easier to live with than fantasy. Reality is, let me say it a different way. (laughs) I was thinking about that for a minute. It's not always, sometimes reality is not always easier to live with than fantasy. Sometimes fantasy is just exactly that. It's fantasy and it's that perfect world that we think that we live in. Yeah. But the real world that we live in sometimes is a little bit more challenging, but it is the real world and we are not in an alternate reality and we actually really do want to get results and be impactful and accomplish. Well, and that's where results happen. I think that's what I was trying to say, but thank you. It's, uh, you saw that I was hesitating there, didn't well, you? Well, after I said it, I was like, do I even believe that, right? <laughs> okay, hey, let's talk about the affirming intelligence. And really, there's three capabilities with that. It's being approachable, acknowledging contributions, and creating this positive environment. And uh, what I love about approachable people is they're just very welcoming, it, it, even in casual conversations with people, it's almost like no matter what the status, right? They, they could be maybe your waiter, they could be an attendant. They in all these different areas, they're just very approachable, and it's almost this idea that people feel you before they hear you. They just have this sense. They know if you're approachable or not. And I know that's something that I continue to really work on. And they know if you're a safe space. Yeah. So being approachable is is being a safe space and a safe place to be approached. Yeah. And it kind of – it comes across like as warm and friendly. Mm -hmm. And so I think of this idea of don't be too busy to make small talk or work on being interested in conversations more than just being interesting. And really being fully, give your full attention. And when you're with somebody, you really give it. And I know that's that's a capability that I've continued to work on is to almost be where I am. And the question is, is are people comfortable coming to you? 
because if you're not, you don't get all the information. So we had a particular client in New Hampshire. And the thing that always hit me about this particular client is he, he was very direct, very demanding. He was good at what he did. Uh, he, Lisa, he was brilliant. I've never met a smarter guy in this particular area and this particular skill than this particular person. But Lisa, the reality is his team was scared of him. Mm. He was completely unapproachable. It, and he was really a nice guy. He really was. He was a very giving, very generous individual. Very, absolutely. But he had these facial expressions. It's the term angry eyes. It almost He came across as angry. And you never felt like you could approach him. You never felt you could tell him anything. And the challenge is, is that he was commanded demand a little bit. He wasn't very approachable. And what happened was, was that his team was very confident in him. But at the end of the day, they weren't very confident in themselves. And so I think because he didn't instill that affirming, that affirmation into his team. So therefore it, it paralyzed his team. Absolutely. And and they didn't really produce all the results they could have, the capability. They could have been a much stronger team. Uh, They really could have, but it was, and it was just this one capability of being approachable. So I think that's why it's incredibly important. And he wasn't even aware of it. I, I think that's the saddest And part. awareness is, if, if you're aware of something, you can point it out. And and he could say, I know I'm not naturally approachable, but I really do want you to approach me, even though I don't come across that And if way. he would have just opened up that door like that, that mm-hmm. would have made all of the difference. Yeah. So, But that's not it. It's also acknowledging contributions. And, and when you don't, people are not really sure of the value that they bring. And when you appreciate them, and we think about appreciation as this, when you appreciate something, it goes up in value. Right, Our money appreciates, our real estate appreciates, it goes up in value. But when we appreciate people, guess what they do? They go up in value. They become more valuable. And I think the way to make teams valuable is to learn this whole idea of appreciating. And it's almost like being being grateful kind of looks at the past and goes, this is what's in my life and this is what I've accomplished. I'm grateful for that. But appreciation is almost like a forward focusing. And you almost appreciate people for who they can become. Yes. Because people tend to become who you believe them to be. And you see that you see the gold in them. And you kind of pull that gold out. And when you acknowledge their contributions, it builds this sense of confidence. And what I'm always fascinated about is that when leaders tell me that my team procrastinates and they don't take initiative, but then you never acknowledge their contributions. So they feel this lack of like um, capacity. They feel this lack of confidence. They feel this lack of capability. So of course they procrastinate. And right? that's when, when you are very strong in that area, you definitely have to have an affirming individual and an individual with that affirming intelligence on your team yeah. with the capabilities of acknowledging contributions and being approachable. You have to have that type of person on your team and even in within your leadership. So those that are on the team and the underneaths will feel uh, safe. They'll feel like they, a sense of confidence. They will be more likely to take risks. And, and you know what? You'll get better results. Mm-hmm. So this is really a hard business goal. It's not this warm and fuzzy. It really is a critical intelligence to building teams. And the, and the third part about this affirming intelligence is it really creates a positive environment. Now, Lisa, are you more productive when you're positive or negative? Definitely more po- productive when I'm positive and have an optimistic outlook. Yeah, and that's part of our part of our job is to create this positive environment because people always feel you before they hear you. At least you know when I'm in a negative headspace. I do. I can. I can see it. I can, you can feel, feel it. it. You don't even have to 
um, say anything or or move. It's just you exude it. And, and that's how leaders are. People, mm-hmm. The reality is teams know when you don't have a positive outlook and you're not creating a positive And they know when you do have a positive they outlook. Do. And they know when it is a safe space. It They, they just feel it. Well, and it's... And this skill really is helping people see another perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, this question, what does this make possible? I remember when we went through the great shutdown years ago is that we sat our team down and we said, hey, we're going to be we're, we're going to be hanging out. We're not traveling for the next, you know, th- six for months. However long, we, we don't, don't know. We don't know, right? The rules keep changing. But we said, what does this make possible? And all it was was a different perspective on the same situation. Instead of asking, oh, why does this always happen? Sends us down this victim hole, spiral hole. We said, hey, let's create a positive environment around this. Let's get creative. Let's get more confident. Let's have better results. So what does this make possible? And I think that's part of this sort of intelligence is they're able to help people see another perspective. And and then there's whole idea of really encouraging people. Now, what I love about encourage is it's in courage. It's actually you put courage inside of people. You can discourage, take courage out by creating a negative environment, or you can create a positive environment. You actually put courage on the inside of people. And I think this whole idea is really, you know, don't focus on the negative. I mean, it's there. Don't don't play the ostrich and, you know, hi- recognize that yes, the negative side, t- tell the truth. It's there, yeah. but don't create an environment where it's just surrounding, you know, everyone. And, and I think sometimes that leaders that they don't know how to manage what's going on on the inside, uh, they kind of take their stress out on their people. Mm-hmm. And their and their people really feel it. So I think this affirming mindset it's just super important. But that's not the only one we want to talk well, about. Well, but wait, but what is the shadow side of the uh, affirming intelligence? Because each of these intelligences, there's the the positive side, but yeah. then there's the shadow side when it's a strength over overused. Well, I, I think that the strength when this strength is overused, if you're not careful, you don't see reality. Or you don't see how things really are because everything is, you know, it's all pixie dust and roses and, you know, in unicorns and, and, and they don't really tell the truth about what's not working. Okay. Right. And they just get so excited and almost they can believe they can do more than they can do. They have sort of this false sense of they believe so much in people, right? They believe people can do more than what they can do. I know under pressure a lot of times because I tend to be strong in this influence, I can sometimes not see reality, right, or overpromise. I mean, how many times we're under pressure and I tell you, hey, we're going to do this and we're going to do this. And you look at me and go, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, there's just not time in the day for that. Right. And just having this sense of reality. And so that's where we need other people with other intelligence can also speak some truth to that. To round out and balance that intelligence. Yeah. So so that that intelligence is the resolute and intelligence. So Lisa, you've got some great stuff on that. So resolute, resolute really truly is kind of the opposite of the affirming or okay. it's the counterpart not that it's necessarily op- opposite and resolute is there's three capabilities in resolute one is setting high expectations yep. one is speaking up about problems and another is improving methods okay now setting high expectations it's it's raising the bar. It's it's expecting the most out of someone. It is also like affirming. It's seeing yeah. the gold and seeing the potential, but it's actually holding the bar there saying You can do this. You 
not only can you do it, you but the shadowed side <laughs> is, is you will do this. This yeah. is the expectation. And it can even be a stick in the mud of it's this or it's nothing. You can do this. Yeah. And but the the setting high expectations, it's that setting responsibility. It's that setting personal responsibility. And those those that are resolute that set high expectations typically have a high level of personal responsibility. They absolutely do. And those that are their opposites that are the affirming tend to have a lower level of personal responsibility unless they have a little bit more of this resoluteness or some of the other intel- intelligences that kind of come alongside and, and bear it up and balance it out. Well, and what I love about this resolute and setting high expectations is it really sets great goals for people. It does. And if you do it right, you can actually call people to a higher standard of living. Then you even knew that they could go or they even knew that they could go to a higher standard of all areas of life. Not necessarily just a higher standard of living as in economically, but just bringing them up to a higher level in all ways, in their relationships, in their their finances, in their skill sets, all of the different ways. Well, I remember this story about Douglas MacArthur um, back in World War II where they were going to go take this hill, and I think it was in Japan, and what they said was they knew it was going to be a bloody battle and they knew they're going to lose a lot of people's lives and everybody knew they might not make it back from this particular battle. And General MacArthur got the captain and stood with the captain and he took off his um, purple heart and he took the purple heart and he pinned it on the captain. And he says, captain, when I blow this whistle, he says, now I know you're going to go and take that hill and you're going to be first. And he actually awarded him before he even hmm. like did the action and did the deed. And I thought, that's high expectations. That is high expectations. You believe so much in people that you just call them to that higher standard and almost speak to the – it's kind of speaking to the greatness inside of them and calling out the greatness that's on the inside of them. And I love that about the resolute approach. They just really – they speak to that greatness and they call out that greatness. And sometimes, you know, sometimes people need to borrow your belief Hmm. Sometimes like they don't believe enough in themselves, but if they have people around them and leaders around them that can believe in them for them, hey, I believe in you, maybe more than you believe in yourself, but I know you can do it. People feel that. And then it's like, well, okay, I, I'll, I'll give it a try. I guess if you think I, I can, I, I must. I'll, yeah, I'll, okay, yeah. here we go. Yeah. Help, help me with it. Yeah, so it's a, gr- it's a great capability. Yes, so setting high expectations uh-huh. is part of this resolute intelligence. Speaking up about problems. Come on, can't we just like pretend they're not there? You know, can't we just we, get along to go along? We Do we have to talk totally about problems? We could, and we'll just have a lot of things that will fall flat <laughs> because there will be a problem. And we, you know, you don't have a resolute individual, or you have not created a safe space for a resolute individual. Mm-hmm. If you have problems and they're not speaking up about it. Well, and some of, some of my favorite. Um, statements about that is that whatever you don't address, you endorse. Yes. Right? And it's this idea that if it's a problem, you can't play the ostrich. You actually have to just take it head on, mm-hmm. right? Because the path the path to the other side is always through the problem. You can't avoid the problem. You have to go through the problem to get to that promise on the other side, to get to that. There's a progress to get to the promise, whatever that is, that goal, that, that, that idea. But it, you have to go through that problem. 
and really being able to address it. Because, I mean, the reality is that you never, you never change what you don't confront. And you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And so until you have someone that's resolute to help you know what you don't know, so then you can confront it so you can change it. Absolutely. And that's why you have to value this intelligence and have this intelligence on your team. Because some people that have a very affirming intelligence, they just want it to be fun. Mm-hmm. And we have to step back and realize, boy, we really need this if we're going to accomplish everything that we're supposed to do. Yes. And this is also, along with setting high expectations and speaking up with up, um, about problems, it's, it's that the resolute person holds the feet to the fire. Love it. They hold the feet to the fire. And then the third capability would be improving methods. The... People that are resolute tend to have that common sense. Okay. There are some people that you think, wow, they are so smart, but they really don't have a lot of common sense. Yeah. Um, There are other people that they are full of common sense and not a lot of fun or not a lot of excitement or exploratory ability. And And they almost have this curiosity approach to methods, right? They almost sit back and go, well, what's, what's not working? Absolutely. And what needs to be fixed and how can we make this better, almost like faster, easier, cheaper, better. So if you have something that you are doing and it needs to be improved, your resolute individual is going to be the one that will come in and say, hey, I think we could do this, 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 and this. And those that are not resolute, they're thinking, wow, I didn't even know it needed to be improved on. Yeah. But I see how much more efficient and how much more smooth things will go if we just change or tweak these little things. And so allowing that resolute individual the opportunity to improve the methods without just necessarily throwing it on them, but allowing them to speak up and have that safe space of, you know, when I was working on this, I saw this and this, and would it be okay for us to change these items? And I think if we're not careful as leaders, sometimes we can step into intelligences and try to do capabilities that we're just not gifted at. I, I, I don't remember when this is, but I do have a memory of me stepping in and I said, okay, well, I'm just going to fix this process and decide. The pro-. And I thought, wait a minute. I spent a half hour and I had to stop back and go, why am I doing this? If you want somebody to build a process, I am not the intelligence to pull from. And I have four other intelligence on the team. Why would I not have them do that? Why would I not pull it from their from that gift? Because, boy, it'd take me a lot longer and it wouldn't come out as well if I was the one trying to create a process. And then that process you would present to the group and we would look at it and say, yeah, that's not going to work <laughs> because of all of these these things I, I, that are – Well, we, we, we know a team like that. It's not us, right? We, we, we know another team that that tends to be a problem with. Absolutely. So the resolute individual setting high expectations, uh, raising the bar for responsibility, speaking up about problems, presenting the questions, presenting the questions that are involved in, in, so why, why is this not working? And they really give that other perspective. mm -hmm. And sometimes we're so secure in our own intelligence that we we have these blind spots. We have these things that, that we don't see. And having this other intelligence is super helpful. Absolutely. So if you ever have anything that you're working on that maybe is working great but not working fantastically, 
a resolute individual will probably find those tweaks that need to be made that will take something from great to incredible. I love it. So listen, we, we, we want you to think about yourself right now. Okay. And we gave you six different capabilities, two different intelligence, six different capabilities today. So we talked about the affirming intelligence, which is being approachable. It's acknowledging contributions. It's creating a positive environment. So you judge yourself. I kind of score yourself one to 10, 10 being amazing, one being you're not doing it at all. And where do you score yourself? And then what's the upgrade? I mean, we're not asking you to be a 10 on all of these, but look at them and pick one and go, what's my upgrade? Because if you upgrade, you just small upgrades, right? Small little habits, your life gets better. And the, the resolute intelligence, setting high expectations, speaking up about problems, improving methods. What about you today, right? How do you score yourself? And then what's the upgrade? And we'd love for you to email us, give us a shout out, tell us your upgrade. Like we want to know your upgrade. I, I know for me, the upgrade for me is I got to set higher expectations just for myself because your brain only goes to work on what it believes is possible. And when I have low expectations, guess what? My brain works on low expectations. But when I have these high expectations, not to be hard and critical and mean to myself, but my brain starts to figure it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for me, what I need to work on more is to acknowledge contributions to actually, I, I mentally think, huh, they have really provided this, but I need to verbalize it so mm. they know, hey, this is, I really appreciate you being part of this group or being oh, in my life you. because of this contribution that yeah. you that you bring to, to the group or to my life or to this organization. And, you know, and what I love about this whole conversation the last couple of weeks, Lisa, it's, it's all about adding value to people. It is. We continue to add value to people. And, and the way for you as a leader to add, to add, to be continue to be more and more valuable is continue to add value. And these really are today, these are six capa these are six capabilities that you can continue to add greater and greater value to people. Yes, because these are eight intelligences that increase your joy, they increase your effectiveness. So you can continue on this journey working with this group of people for a common good, whether it's your organization, your nonprofit, the board that you're on, your family, the sports team that your kids are a part of, your 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 marriage, how all of the different, anytime you are working with other people, there are these eight intelligences involved. There are these 24 capabilities and we truly do need each other because with each other, we're stronger mm -hmm. than we are alone. And with that, something that we didn't talk about is yeah. a lot of times these intelligences when these, so these are, these are kind of the opposite, yeah. opposite intelligent intelligence. And so sometimes people that have the resolute intelligence mm -hmm. can look toward the affirming ones and look down their nose at them. Good point. Because they maybe don't set the high expectations, mm -hmm. maybe because they don't improve the methods, because they're so busy acknowledging contributions. Yeah. But then with the affirming individuals, they can look down at the resolute ones because they are the ones that are discovering the problems. And talking about them. And talking about them. And they're not being negative. They're not being right. negative. They're utilizing their strength. Mm -hmm. They're utilizing this capability that is innate in them. And we each, all of us, can improve just a little bit in these different areas. And then when we discover that we're very, very low on a particular capability or a particular intelligence, then we know those are the kind of people that we need around us 
even if they drive us nuts. Yeah. And so we want to encourage you, listen, don't make value judgments. Really identify other great intelligences that are out there, that are on your team, that are in your life, and, and pull from them. And if you would like some help identifying some of the growth opportunities that you have to strengthen an intelligence and not just know what they are, but create practical strategies. That's the key. Practical behavior because nothing changes until behavior changes. So if you'd like help with that, we'll put some notes there in the show notes about how you can get a particular instrument that we use that develop, that gives you a scoring mechanism on these 24 capabilities, these eight intelligences, and you're going to see your life improve, your leadership improve, the team, the people around you really improve improve. So, because we think when you get better, everything gets better around you. So thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Drama Free Living Podcast. 